Greetings and welcome to Black Cab Show. On today's episode, number six, we have Jody Graeber. He's an independent candidate in the Islington Council local election, St. Peter's Ward, on May the 6th. He heads up a group of concerned residents and businesses in his borough. They go by the name of We Are Islington. So let's get straight to the questions. I've read your press statement on announcing your candidacy as a prospective councillor for Islington Borough Council. You've worked on the front line of the NHS and as a parent governor at your children's school. Did you always hold aspirations to hold public office? And was the introduction of these LTNs in your ward the catalyst to realise these aspirations or the final straw? I've never had any aspirations to hold public office. To be honest, local politics never sort of cropped up on my radar, obviously, because living in Islington, very much a Labour borough, the birthplace of new Labour, Emily Formbury, Jeremy Corbyn are our MPs. So there was never the idea, oh, let me stand for election. But the the introduction of a low traffic neighbourhood in St Peter's was the catalyst that got me to go to my first ever sort of demonstration outside the town hall back last summer and it sort of snowballed a little bit from there and then we got to the point where we actually secured a meeting with Richard Watts, the then leader of Islington Council, Rowena Champion, the director or the executive of the environment and sitting there telling them how the LTNs that they'd had introduced, which at the time was only St Peter's and Canterbury East. And we was telling them the problems that the most vulnerable community were suffering because of this. And their response was, we're just going to carry on regardless. And they didn't acknowledge the fact that they say they're a Labour Party and they're Labour, but they're very far from it. So yeah, it was just the complete disregard of people's thoughts, concerns, because it's what they wanted to do. And because they had no effective opposition, that's what, that's what happens. You know, if you don't have an opposition or a voice to call them out, councils can just do what they like. From your perspective and experience of St Peter's Ward, what have you heard and seen as being the detrimental effects of, of these LTNs? Anecdotal things from friends and neighbours, etc. The major detrimental effects of these unwanted, unasked for, not needed low traffic neighbourhoods within St Peter's Ward, Islington and across London has been the division of communities, uh, the response times for emergency services have increased. We know this because we've got freedom of information requests that state it. And when this is broached to councillors and council officers, they disregard and say, no, 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 we don't have that information. Well, we do. And it says there's more delays due to traffic calming, road closing, etc. And as well, on Wharf Road, there is a particular estate where my children live that I know have quite a lot of disabled and LD residents because the flats were built for disabled people, quite a lot of them. And the people on Wharf Road have been cut off from their local surgery in St Peter Street, their pharmacy, their local shops. For them to be able to make a journey if they need to go to the doctors, perhaps if they're 
elderly or shielding they have to take a long convoluted journey up city road goswell road the angel back down again and then do the same journey back round and that it does it has all the hallmarks of what they did in berlin during the cold war they just closed off roads they divided communities it went through graveyards it, you know and this is what they've done to london they try and jazz it up with plant pots and planters and signs that say road open to people on scooters people riding bikes people in wheelchairs unfortunately they're not open to our disabled and vulnerable members of the community people who need to go to luncheon clubs etc elderly people need to go to luncheon clubs people need uh, especially needs they need to go to day centers it, it all has an effect on the times it takes people to get around take for instance meals on wheels they might be delivering to one place on st peter street and then they need to deliver another meal to another person who lives down wolf road the journey it would have taken to get around the houses to actually deliver this person's meal this may be the only person they come into contact with all day long they might be able to make them a cup of tea now they don't have time because they've got to you know got to get their work done and it's taken them longer to get around fire brigade ambulance police all being affected by this as well as just anyone else who has to use a vehicle or the roads of london to just live their life or earn a living as far as the council are concerned how have they acted from consultation implementation and responses to you as an individual, or in fact, your associate group, We Are Islington? The council have basically disregarded hundreds and hundreds of emails, letters. Councillors have been contacted and asked for their opinions. And all the Labour councillors have done is toe the party line. They've just, you know, they reply back to residents saying, Richard Watts has answered this question. I have nothing more to add to it. And that brings us round to the fact that they have to toe a party line. They are whipped into a common cause, even though as local councils, they may feel that it is having a detrimental effect on their voters. But because the party, the executive Labour say, we want this to happen, they have to... Uh, toe the line and this is prob this may be some of the reasons why there has been a mass walkout of local councillors even before a proper uh, local election so, i mean st peter's lost a, a councillor holloway lost a councillor mild may bunhill highbury east all up for election and they've also had a defection from Labour to the Conservatives. So there's something fundamentally wrong with Islington's Labour Party and how they fail to consult, to listen, to understand the residents and their voters' viewpoint on probably one of the most major changes to Islington I've seen ever. And as for the Where Islington group that I set up, the purpose of setting it up was for this ultimate goal because from the very beginning, I always thought that it could only be resolved via the ballot box because that's how democracy should work. You know, that is how people 
you vote for your local councillor, if they do a good job and they listen to your concerns and they support the borough and make it a better place for everyone, then they deserve to be re-elected. But if you have local councillors who bank on, oh, I've, I've got a Labour rosette on, they'll vote for me anyway, that's not democracy. That is just taking the mick. And I hope that I get elected and I hope to cause a massive storm in his little town hall and maybe start a domino effect across the rest of London as well. And I'm guessing that as a result of their general intransigence and lack of democracy, it led to your bid to seek election as a councillor. And yes, the, the council's just complete disregard, complete disregard of everyone who marched up and down from the Angel to Old Street, to the town all back again. You know, you've got the leader of the council retweeting tweets saying that we're right wing, uh, we're just a bunch of cab drivers, we're just this, we're just that. Unfortunately, this is wrong because it's just normal people who've been affected. The group that I set up with, and we've got people on it who are former staunch red rose, red flag waving Labour supporters. We've got Conservatives there. We've got people of no party. We've got Greens. You know, there's people, but they just fundamentally believe that when you ignore the will of the people and democracy you just ride roughshod over it and say to people don't worry it's an 18-month trial as if they're stupid because people ain't stupid you know 18 months isn't a trial and we've seen them digging up roads uh, removing um, parking spaces building out build outs that doesn't look like an experiment that's permanent works and it's like they already had their decision made and it's quite shameful really that a Labour council can do this to the people of Islington. It really is shameful when we've seen across other boroughs that are predominantly Tory run, have they've been removed, Bike Lane and Kensington High Street, Wandsworth removed theirs, Harrow removed theirs, you know they're all removing them apart from these central London boroughs, Islington, Hackney, I mean, poor, Cam poor the poor people of Camden, I mean, Camden's a lost cause because they've just, you know, we all know about the Tabatop Place experiment that the residents who live around there didn't want. The traffic inspector recommended the traffic flow should be towards the West End and not away from the West End. And Camden Council just ignored it and they had multiple people from across the land supporting it when they don't even live nowhere near Tavistock Place. And we feel that's what's going to happen in Islington, which is why I'm hoping to be elected, because this needs to be, when this consultation, the official consultation comes out, that it's strictly for Islington residents. And there's no chance that members of the London cycling campaign who have no allegiance to Islington or they just ride for it, they, they, they're not to have a say because that's not how local democracy works. They're in a glass house, you know, they're in their own echo chamber. They have all the, oh, you're doing great, you're doing this, you're doing that. They're not. And there is a wind of change and it starts hopefully in St. Peter's Ward in Islington. 
Is it fair to say yours is a departure from the regular party political lines? You're doing this from a community-based approach. Are you liaising with other like-minded independent candidates in Islington or other boroughs? Yes, there is a major departure from regular party political lines because we as a group, and I say we as a group because, oh yes, I'm standing to be elected, but I have a, a team of people behind me who I wouldn't be able to be where I am now without their support, input. It's a big movement and it's brought people together because it's given them a common purpose. And even if I don't get elected on the 6th of May, I feel that what I've done, I've opened people's eyes, especially in Islington, to local democracy, to show people this, you know, we're calling them out. We're saying this is what's going on here. And the We Are Islington group that I said on Facebook is it's a community platform. It's not a party. We allow people to we don't have one single view um people can have a discussion debate and it's it's good this is what democracy is you have two sides of a story people go away they investigate they read up and they make their mind up and you know when you're when i've been knocking on doors and people are telling me oh i didn't know there was an election well how is that right it's not right because everyone should know in that ward they should be told but we get the labor council the councillor resigning at the very last minute, which left it a very short campaign for the major parties. But for us, as we always we was already, we was ready. We was ready. We was waiting. And by the grace of God, it came up and here we are. And I have contacts with other independents. There's Martin Perk standing in Bun Hill. Um, I have contacts with the other parties except Labour because they've reached out and they want to discuss and see but it's you know I'm not standing on any party lines no matter why no matter what way I vote in a general election because this is for the people of Islington this is for the people of St Peter's Ward and they are my constituents they are the people who are either going to go out on the 6th of May and vote me in or they're not and that's the beauty of democracy to go out and vote costs you nothing literally nothing you can go out for a 10 minute walk go and vote and there's your civic duty done and there is a time now that there is a big potential that their vote can actually mean something the vote because people say oh voting don't mean nothing because if i wasn't standing in st peter's you would have the greens Lib Dem, Labour and the Tories. Four boring parties. Now all of a sudden there's an independent who's popped up. A bit of a lovable rogue I'd say, maybe. <laughs> um, but I love where I live. I love Islington. I love my borough. I have lived here all my life. And why shouldn't, why shouldn't normal people have someone in their town hall who speaks for them? And I think that... We are on course to cause some upset on the 6th of May. I know you know about UTEG through your mum, Sheila, who is a vocal advocate for the UTEG cause. Have UTEG or your mum been a source of inspiration or practical resource to you in your own campaign? The support that I've personally received 
from my mum. It's been like what any mum does for their son, you know. There's been some good days and there's been some dark days throughout this campaign. And there's people around my mum from UTAG who've, you know, come out and said, they've not even met me personally, but they're saying, you know what, crack on, tell him to crack on, he's doing really well, you know. And I, I do think that people who have done the knowledge, you know, you don't get paid to do it, comes off your own back, it's hard graft, you're tested at the carriage office with examiners, you know, it... People think it's not fun. Well, it's not fun. But you, at the end of the day, gain the right to apply for hire in the city, in the capital of London, and yet your office has been taken away from you. It's like, imagine if you had... They was in HSBC at uh, Canary Wharf, and on the 13th floor, they said, oh, you can't use a photocopy on the other side. You have to go down to the 12th floor and come back up the other side. But you can still get to the photocopier, it just takes you a bit longer. That's not acceptable. There's also the proven facts, as I've heard people saying it, that they've there's a cab driver who's around the corner for me. She doesn't feel confident anymore to go out and apply for hire because she's afraid that she'll get someone in the back of the cab. And because of the roads that are closed, she the route that's in her head that she's planned with Naked In, you know, she's strung the route out in her head, that it's going to be different and she's going to look stupid to the passenger because she's aimlessly driving around streets that you can't go down this one that one's blocked because of what because of an arbitrary council decision funded by central government and it's a complete farce i think it's great what utag did with taking tfl to court and winning and it just the other thing it just shows that you know tfl Oh no, we're going to argue this point. We're going to take this to court and we're going to waste more taxpayers' money. And that, it's just disgusting. It really is. And, you know, it it does make me angry that, you know, that you take them to court, they, you win, and they're like, TFL, no, they're not going to win because they're run by a load of corrupt cycling lobby fanatics with a mayor who has really destroyed this city in the five years that he's been in charge. You know, what really makes my blood boil is that he should have been, his mandate ended last year in May. Yet he's had a, a Brucey bonus year and has inflicted immense damage on London. And now it's like, you know, West End's dead. Fiatland's dead, South Bay, everywhere's dead. Because, you know, how can you congestion charge 7am till 10pm, seven days a week? Mental. Mental. And yet, he's got buses subsidised by taxpayers running up and down streets with no one on them. Because no one's going to go back to work in the city of London anymore. They love working at home. So, I'd like to say thank you to the UTAG supports that I've had out there on Twitter. And just general messages, etc. And keep up the good fight, people. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jody, for your time and the insight and reasoning into your bid to stand for election in Islington. We wish you the best of luck in your endeavours to return local democracy to local people. I'd also like to wish Cabby Sharon Ann Kent well in her bid to seek election to Greenwich Council in the Kidbrook and Hornfair Ward as an independent. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to share the link for this podcast with those you know who you feel would be interested. Black Cab Show is an independent podcast detailing news, interests pertaining to London, the London taxi trade and other taxi drivers throughout the UK. Check out previous episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Buzzsprout. I'm Brian Garvey. Take care out there and be lucky.